Legends of the internet. Internet. <laughs> echo, echo. Yeah, they could have done that on Hidden Temple, but they didn't do that. But uh, with your guide, uh, thank you guys, everybody, for uh, tuning in to another episode of Legends of the Internet. Uh, it's around May 10th. We're actually recording on May 10th. Yeah, for those of you that didn't listen to the Guru Larry episode, we are now having to record all of these episodes simply because they are getting rid of Google Hangouts, or they're just edging it out. So in order to make sure that we don't fall into the trap of like, hey, we're going live, guys, and then finding out that, no, we're not going live because they got rid of it, uh, we're just going to be recording now. But for those of you listening on our podcasting platforms, that won't matter. You'll just be listening in your car or on your headset, wherever whatever, wherever part of the country you're from, um, you're just going to be listening no matter what. So this won't apply to you guys. But uh, joining me tonight is a special guest, uh, Cinema Nippon, who's one of my early fans that reached out very, very early on. Um, he's now uh, one of them talked about, I hate, uh, I, yeah, I hate everything because it's a movie thing. And since he reviews Japanese or analyzes Japanese films, so it'd be appropriate to actually bring another movie reviewer on here. Yes, uh, hello. Thanks thanks for having me again. This is what what is this number 3 that I've been on? Well, let's see. You've been on Filthy Frank, you've been on Cinema Snob, and now you're on I Hate Everything. Okay, okay. Yeah, so thank you for having me back once once again. Yeah, no problem, man. How is everything going on your channel? Just give everybody an update so far. Uh we are actually partially at your suggestion whether you know it or not. We're actually uh, going to try a new, like, sort of, kind of series on the channel. Um, we're still going to be doing the analyses, you know, once or twice a week and talking about new releases and stuff like that. But for even newer releases, like releases that we don't have video for yet because they're still in the theater or things like that, we're actually going to try to do less of an analysis thing and do more of an on-camera review thing. So that should be starting this week. So you guys should go check that out if you want to see our faces. Because, <laughs> yeah, you, Joe, and my mom both said uh, you guys should be on camera more. So... <laughs> We were like, well, uh, why not? Why not give it a shot? You know? Well, yeah, because when you guys did the Q&A things, I mean, I said this when you guys did the first one. I was like, well, first of all, you two are very cute together. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, uh, that, I mean, that definitely shows. I mean, when when you got when you got a power couple like that, I mean, people are attracted to like that sort of um, chemistry and camaraderie when it comes to doing like a co like a, a a co-review so to speak so when you have somebody that you that can bounce off of you it's easily doable and mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun to see uh, especially if they if you could bring the passion to it i mean i've been involved with a guy named austin putnam who's been my friend for a very long time but i've been a part of his thing for seven years and the one thing that we thoroughly enjoy is doing co-reviews and you know we bounce off each other a lot so it's it you, when you get involved into that when you get involved in it the more you do it the easier it's going to get yeah yeah so are you going to be live streaming it or are you going to be recording it 
no we're gonna we're gonna be recording it so that there's not like a whole lot of dead air and stuff like well it'll, it'll be not super duper professional or anything like that but you know it'll be it'll be cut together it'll be edited a little a little more snazzy than just us going live and rambling for like half an hour you know what i mean Oh, well, there better not be too many jump cuts because I cannot tell you just how much I hate those videos with jump cuts in it. Like, my goodness. Whatever happened to art on YouTube? I mean, my goodness. That's my I hate everything impression. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I've been trying to. I've been, uh, I, this is like the second British person that I had to do in a row, and I have a tendency to go Australian. So I'm trying to make yeah. sure that doesn't happen for this episode. <laughs> It's okay. I'll I'll try and keep you in line. I'll tell you if you're going too far east. No, because when I did my immortal, I was trying to do a Draco Malfoy impression and it yes. just slipped right into it. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. Oh my god. I'm so sad that I didn't catch that live, but I definitely listened to that entire thing in one day. And oh man, I I, I don't know if you were struggling more with that one or with, with Sonichu. I, I can't decide. Well, no, the Sonic Shoe one, actually, I, I was actually laughing and crying at the same time. Fair. Uh, this one was just like, uh, it was the equivalent of, it, it was the equivalent of having like mental sex. And then when you finally <laughs> get done with it, it's like, I was so loopy. I woke up the next day and I was telling my friend from the UK, like, I am mm-hmm. still loopy from last night. <laughs> and I didn't get done until one <laughs> thirty in the morning. Yeah. Oh, Lord. That was that was a trip. That was a trip. Uh, yeah, it's something like that would make Alex from I Hate Everything just go nuts. Yes, I, I mean Alex from I Hate Everything. Uh, obviously, well, I, I said before he's British, and I just want to get. I, I know that we're gonna probably we're gonna give a profile on Alex really quick. Oh, not really <laughs> quick. I actually have a. I I took down a couple of notes on some behaviors that he's uh, known for having. And there's actually a pretty long list that I found um, that, or I, that I made for myself. And then, um, you know, since uh, he's a, since Encyclopedia Dramatica is such a huge fan of him, um, <laughs> they actually wrote down a list of things that he, uh, that he hates kind of like what okay. we did with the mysterious Mr. Enter, except this time the list is actually shorter than Mr. Enter's. I found. Oh, really? Yes. So I know people got upset when we did that. So I'm only going to talk about the things that he legitimately hates and he actually put on his YouTube channel. So when we get, we're going to get to that. And then we're going to also talk about his incident with Daddy Derek from Cool Cat. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And we're also going to talk about his war. Well, not war, but his complaints against YouTube when his channel got taken down. For no reason, according to yes. him. Okay, okay, okay. So let's start with the profile of Mr. I Hate Everything. Uh, some of this I actually uh, got from TV tropes, but at the same time, I also was looking at a lot of his videos at the same time. So mm-hmm. I was, this is like, this is like a co, this is like almost like a co, like psychological profile almost, although I'm not qualified to say that. But um, if we we're going to take a look at what Alex is like, here's some of the things that he, even though, he relies a lot on negative content. There are some moments where he actually will say, I love everything guys. And he'll post like very positive stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he tends to be sarcastic. He's got that British sarcasm, which I know very well because I have friends mm-hmm. over in the UK and they are very <laughs> sarcastic. 
Yes, yeah. It's like on a whole other level from American sarcasm. Uh yes. It's almost it's almost the equivalent of um uh Ricky Gervais from the UK office. Yes, yes. Not that many people have watched that, but they should. But the sarcasm in that tends to go almost to like Ricky Gervais levels almost. Mm-hmm. Except mm-hmm. he's I just don't think Alex is funny. He kind of reminds me of a um he reminds me of Colossal is crazy. His same humor style is the same as his, and they're both British. Surprising. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I actually, I can, I can see that that comparison. Um, because you, you had mentioned before we came on that you were, you were finding that you're not a huge fan of Alex, and I actually, I, I think I found that surprising only because I've been watching him for so long. Um, and he is actually kind of partially one of the inspirations behind our channel, behind Cinema Nippon, um, from his film criticism stuff. But I was only more recently exposed, ex- ex- exposed, exposed <laughs> to um, Colossal is Crazy. And I, I can definitely I can see what you're saying as far as their their type of humor and their their like flavor of humor being very, very similar. I almost almost felt like I was watching Colossal is Crazy for a second because mm-hmm. I watched Colossal from doing a Keemstar Legends episode. And I also did the uh, when I did uh, Fousey Tube, that was the second one. When I did that one, I watched his uh, his thing on Col- uh, Colossal's uh, beatdown on on Fousey Tube. And then when I took yes. a look at his, when I took a look at Alex's, the, the similarities are just very similar. Uh, they're just almost it's almost like they're twins in a sense and i know that and i know they're friends online so it, it doesn't surprise me with that and it it i don't know what it is i don't know if it's because they're just on youtube and they want to you know sort of be like that you know try to get that youth humor in there or if it's just like a a cultural thing where it's like i don't know i i don't really get that from american like reviewers all mm-hmm. that much i don't really see it but I, I do get the idea that they want to try to be funny and they do like the, the more obnoxious things like like high volume um, things like they'll increase the volume or they'll like that make the screen like Jojo for like a second. Like all the colors are distorted. And I was like, um, not 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 my style, not my style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. OK, so taking a look at the next thing, even uh, he's also like an anti nihilist. He. When that, what I mean by that is he'll see like all the 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 negative things uh, of what the world is, but he decides to be positive. So he's like, well, let's just appreciate the good while knowing the bad. I think that's part of why I think that's part of why I, I like him so much, actually, is because he he's willing to recognize the the negative in a subject or with his movie reviews in a movie. But then at the end of it, he comes around to. But hey, not everything is absolutely awful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I had to get away from watching bad movies. Say, because uh, oh really? Yeah, because I ended up almost having the exact same viewpoint as Alex did, and by uh, it was just eating me up, man. I mean, there's only so many bad movies you can watch before it starts eating you, and. You know, when I was involved with, uh, and I'm still involved, but when I was involved with Austin Putnam's uh, YouTube channel with his movie reviews, where, yeah. would be, where there would be times where we would go to a movie intentionally to watch something bad because he said, well, you need material for your top 10 worst list at the end of the year. I'm like, 
that's mm. the that's the only reason we're going to this movie. He's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, all right, fine. And the fact that we had to sit there and watch these, he would he would send me videos, or he would send me links to watch these bad movies on like torrents and everything. And yeah. I was like, oh my god, I can't I can't stomach another one of these. It's just killing me. And then it affected it affected me personally. Like, it, you know, there's only so much that you can take in. I mean, I know that's like a, a thing on on the internet when people just love wa- seeing negativity. I mean, Kevin Hart said something to this effect: people are attracted oh, yeah. to the, are attracted to the negativity of things. So that's why mm-hmm. you see a lot of these popular YouTube channels like Alex, who practically will just hate on pretty much all these major uh, franchises, movies, dust. Uh, it's like is like when you have that. I mean, you'll get millions of people watching if you say mm-hmm. something positive it's like okay that's not really my forte i didn't come here to see something positive i want to right. see i want to be entertained by somebody ranting which we'll talk to right. about in a second <laughs> but yeah i mean I, I i i sort of got away from that viewpoint because i mean, you know i i'd like to see the i like to see the more positive things in life and the negatives are there yes but that just fuels me to just get rid of the well not I, I shouldn't say ignore them, but just like, okay, let's figure out ways that we can get rid of the negatives so that they become more positive later on. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I just don't like to just accept it for what it is. I'm like, okay, it's there, but we got to change things, bro. <laughs> That's me. Yeah, yeah. You you don't want to dwell on it, and you don't want to just let it, like, lie as it is, so, sort of. And and we'll talk and we'll talk about uh, a video that he did when it talk when it, when it comes to anxiety because that was a very personal video that he did and it was, sort of got a lot of attention. Um, yeah. I think okay. that also ties into one of his um, dealings with being an anti nihilist. So we'll get to that like pretty later on in the in the episode. But for right now, okay. So he has an arch enemy, like all most YouTubers do. Bright Spark Productions which is the production company that made all the knockoff Disney movies and all the knockoff animation movies like Kung Fu, pa- like a Kung Fu Panda knockoff or like mm-hmm. a frozen knockoff. It's like, it, it's such like blatant ripping off. And it's so like, he just doesn't like ripoffs, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. hates ripoffs <laughs> and yeah. it, it just bothers him. It's like, there's so many of them and that people actually buy it just to watch it. Mm hmm. Yeah, I had, I had completely forgotten about that actually. Yeah, because that was did did you watch that that particular video? The what what did he call it? The not Disney collection or something yes. like that? It's his second most popular video. Oh, I didn't realize that. Okay, uh, actually, no. Uh, now that I think about, oh wow, it actually topped it as like the most popular video because. When I was when I was looking at his videos, like the I hate the emoji movie was his popular one, and then all of a sudden, bam, the not Disney collection. Five days after I looked at it, huh. is now in the number one slot. Huh. Okay. Okay. That that makes sense. Yeah, I, I can see that. Yeah. Five point four million views. Each of them do. Jesus, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, and he's got almost two million subscribers, so he's got that golden play button. Yeah. Yeah. One day. One day, Eli. One day. <laughs> I believe in you, Joe. Yeah. Well, I believe in you too, dude. I mean, can, oh, you, ima- can you can you imagine a, a cinema Nippon gold like logo? Like as soon as you hit the one million, like it'll just be like a gold film reel with like j- like the, the the like the Japanese flag, but it's like all gold. 
with a little I mean, with a little bit of hints of like uh black in there that that would be pretty dope but it's like you're saying i don't know if i'm uh, online persona wise i don't know if i'm a negative enough person to garner that much attention <laughs> oh don't worry the, 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 as as this new generation hits us in about five years things are going to be changing so i mean we, we don't know what that change is going to be but just know that every generation is going to bring something different to the table i mean just That's fair just yeah. think of youtube when it first started out i mean it was all people being creative and doing all this kind con- of content and then once 20 uh then once 2015 hold around that's when all the negative stuff started coming into effect so we don't know what 2025 yeah. is going to do yeah no, okay that's fair that's okay. fair so anyway back to alex he does have a yeah. ten- he does have a tendency to get triggered a lot uh well not a lot i should say but he does get triggered at some of like some things where he's reviewing a movie and he'll be like that very deadpan uh he'll 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 do he'll do his reviews very deadpan and very um sarcastic and dry but there are some mm-hmm. certain points of his reviews where it will just make him snap and he'll go on these epic rants like yes. like there's even points where he even has like a a meter on the bottom and it'll increase at certain points and that just mm-hmm. blows him over the edge yeah yeah so he also hates clickbaiting which who i i kind of feel like that's almost a universal hatred at this point well it depends I don't know. On, would you would you agree uh it depends on who you ask uh there are some people that will say yes you should do clickbaiting because you're here to make money so you want to try to get as many people onto your channel as possible that's something that jesse uh ridgeway from the psycho dad series was very adamant about he'll mm-hmm. say like he'll say you know sometimes when i'm doing these psycho dad videos i have to make sure that people are watching them so i'll make the most clickbaity titles as possible so that people click on them the whole point of this is to make money and to get people to watch this is a business and we're not here. I mean, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm making art, but at the same time, I'm a businessman. So you have mm-hmm. to be able to look at this as a business. You can't be like Alex and look at everything as art. You got to appreciate the business side of things. And that's where they, I think that Alex and Jesse would differ. Alex is more of the, I'm of, I want things to be as autistic as possible. I am an autiste. I put a lot of, a lot of time into these reviews that I do, several days, like two to three days worth of uh, hard work onto these reviews. And I appreciate mm-hmm. anything that's autistic, that's very, that's down to the earth letter on how a movie should be made or how something on YouTube should be done by creators that are fairly autistic. I am not a fan of this mainstream business bullshit. Yeah. He's he's definitely not a fan of the mainstream, and no. that's one of the reasons why he doesn't like clickbaiting is because a lot of them do it. This is true. This is true. But uh, we don't do that. So I mean, I don't do it for the same for the sole purpose of there's no point. All I have to do is just put the person's name on the title, and then people will just click if they want to if they want to see us talk about them. That's it. Or her. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could title this on youtube uh i hate everything rant gone sexual or something like that oh then you'd lose your monetization though yeah and then they'll be like oh so you're back at it again huh dini all right (laughs) bye-bye uh but there are times when he'll try to be serious but there are moments where he'll just giggle for no reason like he'll um it'll just be like one of those not forced giggles but it'll just be like a caught off guard giggle and it'll try to mm-hmm. he'll try as hard as he can not to show like try to show he's like he's trying so hard not to laugh type of deal. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, when some of the th- when something doesn't get brought up, I mean, I know there's like he got very. Well, I would shouldn't say, I shouldn't say offended, but he got really pissed when they did the YouTube rewind like a couple of years ago, and yeah. he got very upset that they didn't talk about the most obvious things that happened on YouTube. Like they felt like it was you're being too political, YouTube. You're talking about thing. You put things on there that you or you didn't put things on that that was so obvious to so many people in this community that how dare you not put that on there mm-hmm. i can't give examples but i know he was very mad at that yeah i i remember that video but i don't remember what his complaints were i i think because the youtube rewinds just all run together at this point yeah i mean people have been requesting that we talk about youtube rewind just because of all the controversy that's surrounding it. I mean, every every mm-hmm. every single one has something different with it. So, <laughs> you know, if you if you do that, you have to get a soundboard of all the best, like of of Will Smith and all the other great sound bites, right? Oh God! I, so that whenever whenever somebody agrees, you know, that you just hit the hit the yeah or whatever it is that he. The, the noise that he makes i i don't know i have to i'll have to look at it because that's tempting though that makes me want to do a legend soundboard now <laughs> Ooh, yes I, I won't be able i won't be able to find it though because it's like it would be so much to do but mm-hmm. on top of like trying to look at everything that's on this thing but anyway yeah yeah Anyway, anyway. So, let's see. Uh, he has actually been compared to Squidward in terms of his personality. <laughs> I, can, I can see that. Yeah, just think of, I, just think of like, uh, all, like, all the... Just think of SpongeBob as all, like, all those uh, clickbaiters and reaction video guys, and he's just the guy's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I I never would have made that comparison. I I don't think, but it's one of those things that now that's now that it's been pointed out, I can totally see that. Yeah. Uh, he has uh, there's moments when he's watching a scene of a movie because he does like watch the things. Like he'll do like uh, an MST three K. I shouldn't say MST three K style, but he'll just like watch it, and like there are moments where he'll just have like mental shutdowns. Like he'll just stop yes. talking. They'll just mentally like go to like a reboot. It's almost like when you mm-hmm. when you restart your computer, and it's like mm-hmm. oh, I have to do a mental reboot for a second, and then I'm back. <laughs> yes, uh, I can't imagine what that's like. I mean, the worst thing that I ever done when I saw something when there's a really bad scene is I just laugh hysterically. That's that's me though. Do you ever do you ever just have to walk away? I've never walked away from a movie ever ever uh, i refuse to do that that's fair when we saw movie 43 with my uh with my friend alex not actually alex my hate everything but my friend alex we saw movie 43 <laughs> in the theaters and there were moments where he wanted to walk out and i'm like no we pay ten dollars to sit in this theater <laughs> we're watching this whole thing we'll get ice cream afterwards but that's fair yeah, i'm that's surprised fair. he hasn't talked about that yet Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, but uh, Alex has uh, called himself out a lot of times when he does something hypocritical. Um, yeah, which is the right yeah. thing to do. <laughs> yes, yeah. He's like, I-, I haven't done that. What are you talking about? No, no. <laughs> but there's there are times where he'll be he'll be hypocritical on purpose just so he can get laughs. Right, right. I feel like that lends to his or his his sense of humor lends to that like just the the level of self-awareness 
you know mm-hmm. he's almost like a less edgy uh i dubs in in terms of self-awareness yeah not necessarily in like his brand of humor but in terms of being like post 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 ironic you know yes it's funny you brought up i dubs because that's another personality i don't like either and i made that very clear <laughs> Oh, maybe I haven't listened to that one. I, I didn't realize that you didn't like him. No, no. I, I talked about when I did the iDubs uh, episode, there are some things that I was like, mm-hmm. there's some things that I'm not a fan of that he did. And I'm just not a fan of like what he says about certain topics or things. But yeah, no, no. I mean, that's totally that's totally yeah. fair. And I know Keemstar called him out on certain things and there was almost like a war mm-hmm. between those guys. But oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me see. Let me see. Uh, he will purposely mispronounce names of things or people that he hates. So, yes. so it's kind of like when Slow Beef uh, says Mario instead of Mario. People will correct him. <laughs> people will correct him, and he'll be like, oh, yeah, Mario. Like, just to piss him off. Right, right. Yes, and okay, so I got to bring this up really quick. So this, he did a video where he's like, I hate damn Daniel. And damn, Daniel, (laughs) it's like, why is this funny? It's just it's just a guy saying, damn, Daniel, is it because of the voice? Is that why people like this so much? Even the Mm -hmm. people in the comments section don't even know what this is all about. It's like if I were to point at a plant and say, duh, plant, duh, plant. And then it's like, oh, my God, I hope this turns into a meme. And then, sure enough, Durplant becomes a meme. And then yes. he posts another video called I Hate Durplant. He's like, guys, I was just kidding. It was a joke. I didn't mean for you guys to actually make a meme of this. What is wrong with you people? Like, I hate, I hate <laughs> fucking memes, guys. I absolutely hate memes with a passion. And you guys – and now you're making a meme of something that I said. Oh, my God. You guys are so f- – Yes. I I had forgotten about that that like mini meltdown over all of that and then oh god wasn't there something with the the kids who own damn Daniel like copyright striking him or something or am I making that uh, I, I, if it was I I don't know but if that was the case then um I don't know because if if I that that's around the time that I was watching him like actively like every time that he would upload something and if if I remember correctly, after that happened, he started referring to Damn Daniel as Crikey Cameron. Yes, but whenever he would, it would always be the the copyright symbol for both of the C's. And I think it was because they had copyright struck the Damn Daniel video for using the original video or something something like that yes because i do know he did the uh the the crikey cameron thing when i saw like future videos that he was doing mm-hmm. and i was like mm-hmm. okay if that's the case then i can understand yeah yeah but man people just go after him a lot dude yeah yeah uh let me see what else do i got here uh contrary to his youtube name he's actually a really nice guy and he doesn't hate everything which uh, <laughs> that kind of uh, that kind of that kind of ruins the mystique of his "I hate everything" uh, persona because mm-hmm. if it was it, it just like because uh, you would think like oh I hate everything it's like okay this guy is practically gonna hate every single thing I was like okay let's see like what things he hates but then I found out there's actually things that he loves 
And that kind of mm-hmm. just like it ruins the mystique a little bit for me because when 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 you expect when you expect to see a title as something, you expect it full bore. But I mean, it's just Alex mm-hmm. being Alex. It's just like, well, I'm not really called IHE. I mean, I, my name is Alex, dude. It's like, shut up. So would you almost say that the name? Because I mean, I, I would I would argue that the name and the targets that he went after early early on like my little pony and like pewdiepie and stuff like that those are the reasons that he blew up would you almost say that his name is a form of clickbait yes yeah ironically because that's that, that that's that's the thing is that i've i've thought that for a while because you know you you see the name and it's it's so provocative and it, it gets you interested and then if you see that name attached to something that you either that you hate or something that you're interested in you instantly want to know yeah what the argument is you know what yeah I mean? that's also something kevin hart brought up on the joe rogan podcast he was saying when you when you have mm-hmm. when you have like a bunch of people saying how great the movie is but then there's like one guy that hates yes. it you instantly go to the guy that hates it because you want to find out why he hates it mm-hmm. so instantly mm-hmm. you're getting like a clickbait ironically even though he probably doesn't realize it or he probably does. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, whatever. I'm a hypocrite, guys. Ha ha. I called it out before you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, he's, already, he's already like one step ahead on all of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, yeah. He'll even make rules for himself and then breaks them. How do you mean? Well, he'll make a, he'll make a rule for himself when it comes to like doing reviews. And then midway during the review, he'll just break it. Oh, okay, okay. I got yeah. you. I got so you. So he's like, well, it's like I make the rules and I will break them. <laughs> yeah. And it's like it's almost like an anti-degeneration X. If anybody that's a wrestling fan that would get that reference. Um, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the general profile that I got on Alex. He's just like a very sarcastic deadpan guy that just likes to be very artistic and doesn't appreciate mainstream culture. Like said, he's like the, he's like anti, I wouldn't say anti status quo, but he's just somebody that just likes the pure art of it. But, um, there are things that he does hate with a passion. Uh, thanks Mm -hmm. to encyclopedia dramatica for posting some of these, not an entire list, but there are, there are some things. Uh, we definitely know he hates My Little Pony. Uh, yeah. he, he also hates bronies. So we we yeah, did we yeah. did have two bronies that were going to come on this sh- uh, show tonight. So oh really? Yeah, uh, Atomic and Jazzy are both bronies. Uh, they were uh, they then okay. they wanted to become on the show because of that fact because uh-huh. they wanted to be like oh this guy doesn't this this guy doesn't have no idea what he can't appreciate the I, I i shouldn't say like they're on their pedestal but he's like i think he should have given it more of a chance he just he, but mm-hmm. he was like this is not for me like i don't i i'm not like this i don't like to watch children's cartoons that's not me mm-hmm. i like watching breaking mm-hmm. bad and six feet under and uh oh what was that other show that he was mentioning Oh shit! Uh, not Game of Thrones. It was something in the mid two thousands. Whatever. Mm. Um, he hates memes. No surprise. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no surprise. Even though that takes up like ninety percent of the internet. Well, I was gonna say, and that's uh, it's ironic because I feel like people are finally starting to recognize 
okay, this is going to sound dumb. This is going to sound dumb right now, but in like 10 years, it's not going to sound dumb. People are finally starting to recognize the artistic merit of memes as like intellectual um, uh, transmitters of information and culture. And it's ironic that he hates memes for that reason. Well, I mean, I have, I have, when I do the, well, when I produce PJs and wine, this is the other podcast that I do. Um, mm-hmm. When I produce that, the girls that the girls, when they come on, like I tell them, like, do you guys like memes or do you like gifts? They're like, oh, I enjoy a good meme every now and then. And these are not like these are casual Internet people. These are the ones that just post right. social media. They're not like down deep earth and like the, the Internet culture. But they're like, oh, yeah, I love a good meme every now and then. I mean, they're very the, some mm-hmm. of them are very intellectual. Some of them are very funny. And I just like it for what it is. And like, oh, boom, there you go. So we're already seeing we're already seeing little glimpses of that. But, oh, it's going to be it's going to mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think as time goes on memes are going to end up becoming like a part of youtube and they're just going to take over mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh let me see da, 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 da. oh why did i skip it something no i didn't uh he hates sonic the hedgehog <laughs> oh i forgot about that one how did i forget about and, that and and some one thing that irritated me was like he was saying like i haven't played all the sonic games the only reason i don't like mm-hmm. it is because the character design is terrible uh, people like the fan base is absolutely atrocious. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's just, just stuff like that. He just doesn't like the fan base, the designs, the fact that the mm-hmm. fact that some of the gate, some of the Sonic games he's played are just like very boring. It's like, well, this was just Sega's answer to Mario, but he hasn't played the majority of the Sonic games. So that would probably that pissed off a lot of Sonic fans. He's like, fuck you guys. You're you're evil. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We did an entire Untold Legends on the Sonic fan base. So if you haven't checked that, check that out. Um, he hates. He Ooh, hates. I'm gonna have. He to. hates Pokemon. Yes, that's right. That's right. And I, I'm trying to remember exactly what he was saying, but he. I mean, the last one he played was Fire Red. He doesn't like the fact mm-hmm. that you have to buy both games to 100% complete it. Which I don't think he realizes that now, now that they have Wi-Fi involved, like you don't need that anymore. Um, you don't. Mm-hmm. You can only. You can just get one game and then just like buzz. But then again, he probably doesn't know because he doesn't play it. Um, it's like, oh, there's some of these character names. such as character says character like per ugly spoink. I mean, what kind of names are these for Pokemon? <laughs> Technically, the first generation wasn't necessarily the greatest, but oh my god, these future generations! Ugh. Mm-hmm. And of course, people are still going to be playing them for generations to come. So that's another thing. And plus, it's the most popular popular franchise in the entire world. Yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, he's not. He's not wrong. So obviously, with that popular thing, it's it's like, oh God, why am I doing? Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. I feel like if if I'm remembering correctly, I feel like part of his argument was that it's like a really cynical business model to release two things at the same time to basically um, w- without like huge differences between them. So that you pretty much guarantee that your company is going to make twice the amount of money off of collectors. Yes, I I think I think he said something. Yes, to that he effect. did. So, I even have a I even have but a transcript I, of just in case I missed anything. 
Oh, okay, okay. Uh, the greatly to the tremendously, the immensely successful franchise based on a series of highly addictive video games where the main objective is to capture and enslave a bunch of innocent monster animal creatures and force them to fight for you in a gladiatorial battle that only ends when one of the poor bastards are knocked out. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> there's no doubt they're really well-made games, but there's nothing wrong with them. But I just don't get it. We all have that one thing we love, the one thing that we want to keep going, that one thing that we want to be the same, even if it's pretty much the same thing every damn time, whether it be Halo, Mario, Killzone, whatever. Uh, the f Let's see. I'm trying to see anything else that he said here. Uh, Pidgey, Ekans. It's just a snake with snake spelled backwards. Seal, Goldeen. Those are awful names. Clink, it's just a fucking set of keys. Cleft key. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's like, uh, okay, let me see. What else does he not like? Uh, da, 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 da. Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that was one of the early, that that was one of the early ones, right? That like really helped yes, him blow up. Yes, especially since around the time it became popular, it's like oh, I just uh, I just think it's a boring game. Plus, I don't like the fact how just how popular it got so quickly. Like Jesus Christ! Mm -hmm. Like that's another thing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like things that instantly become popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I feel like there's like a uh, like a like a threshold that if um. If something blows up too quickly, it almost seems undeserved, yeah. mm -hmm. maybe. I, I almost thought he was going to go in that direction of, oh, well, I used to like it, but then it became popular, so now I hate it. God, I hate those I, I hate those people. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, no, that's... Well, yeah. I, I shouldn't say I hate <laughs> them. I was just like, you, you just, you're just not understanding. I used to listen to a podcaster. He's like, yeah, I used to listen to Metallica back when they were like very underground. And they like when their first albums came out in the 80s, like they were really cool. But then when they came out with Master of Puppets, like everybody was listening to them. So I was like, God, I hate these guys now. I'm like, why? They made a really great album. Yeah, because, well, everyone else is listening to it. And everybody thinks that Master of Puppets is the greatest album. Like you guys have not even heard like their early albums. Like you guys don't understand. Man, I I knew a guy who was like that about Nirvana, where he was like, uh, "Nevermind" and "In Utero" are garbage. Bleach is the only good album they ever put out, and nobody even knows that Bleach exists because they think "Nevermind" is their first album. And I don't know. I just I'm like, hey, if I like an artist and they suddenly become really popular, so it becomes easier for them to make a career uh, and and survive, then I'm happy for them because <laughs> I, they're like living yeah. the dream. Well, thankfully, Al well, thankfully Alex is not like that. Thankfully he's just, uh, he's just That's like, true. I just don't like it. Cause it's popular. And just in general, uh, he, he hate, he yeah. hates George yeah. Lucas yes. just for making yeah. the prequels. Yeah. It's like, you could have just left the three trilogy, the trilogy as it was, but no, you had to make money. You had to keep getting that, that, that star Wars money. Like God dying it. Mm -hmm. uh let's see he hates emojis <laughs> yeah yeah he hates suicide squad oh best movie of 2016 <laughs> well he also doesn't like the year 2016 <laughs> that's oh that's right that's right 
See, we've gotten far enough away from it now that I forgot that that was a meme in and of itself. That t- that 2016 was the worst year yeah. ever. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And he he did that whole year end video about how terrible the year was. That's right. Let's see, uh, he hates food fight. <laughs> yes, he hates the Transformers movies, the Michael Bay ones. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He hates the Gundam style guy, Sai. Oh, I I don't remember okay, that one. Hold on, let me let me give you his exact quotage so you can get an understanding of why he doesn't like Sai. Yeah, yeah. And this is a pretty short one. This is only like a two minute one, but he's like, surprisingly enough, this is my opinion. Don't get your Garuda in a twist. Does anyone <laughs> yeah. remember when music used to be good? Thought not. Super special fact of the day. Did you know that Gangnam Style actually roughly translates to you're a fool? If you spent money supporting Sai's obnoxious music, well, how about that? Uh, Sai, or PSY, or whatever the fucking Gangnam Style Asian dude, hit it big after his one-hit one to Gangnam Style, was found by the mindless Western audience, and for some reason, just about everyone found it completely hypnotizing. And it now unfortunately reigns supreme as the most viewed video on YouTube. It really proves how, as a society, how we enjoyed to promote the terrible, trite, and awe-inspiringly awful. Gangnam Style is a bad song. I don't care what anyone says. And to be honest, I was relatively neutral on Psy and his music at first. When he released just Gangnam Style, I just didn't care. However, then he had to go and release the insult that is Gentleman. It basically is the same thing as Gangnam Style, but with an even more ear-bleedingly awful tune. Why could you not just buy a small island with your Gangnam riches, Psy? Why could you not go live on that island? Why did you have to torture people that have taste? And to top my Psy hate off, a small part of me died when I saw my six-year-old cousin doing the nauseating Gangnam-style dance. And since then, I've hated Psy's music. If you like Psy for his awfulness, then you should be embarrassed for being such an ironic hipster who thinks they're above everyone. And if you genuinely enjoy his music because you think it's on par with, say, the Beatles or Johnny Cash, you should also be highly embarrassed. Okay, so in the end, I guess my point is this. I absolutely believe that Sai is a terrible musician, and I simply wanted to make a video about why I hate him, seeing as my channel name is I Hate Everything. And please, if you do enjoy him, take everything I say with a grain of salt. It's satire. It's how it fucking works. Okay, uh, fair, fair enough, fair enough. I I did not remember that one, and I don't. I don't entirely disagree with it with everything, mm. you know, being said there. Oh, about what? Like you should be embarrassed if you like uh, Gangnam Style? No, 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 not not that, I I I don't I don't I don't think anybody should be embarrassed for the things that they enjoy unless those things are morally wrong or uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just artistically, I, I don't think anybody should be ashamed of what they enjoy. Um but no, uh, just as far as talking about people bandwagoning on the trend and things like that, I feel like you could really just take that and transpose it a couple years into the future and you'd just be talking about like Fortnite dances <laughs> at this point. Oh, yes. You, you know what I mean? Um, but also, also the uh, part where he was talking about how Gentleman is an even worse song. And I, I mean, I, I don't disagree with that I haven't at all. listened to that one. <laughs> it's it sounds remarkably similar like 
And I, I don't know if that was in an attempt to appeal to the new Western audience that he had garnered or if that was just a coincidence. I think, it, I think it's the first, yeah. the former. Yeah. Yeah. Because why not? You're a businessman now. You're making money. Get that, get that mm-hmm. money, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see. He hates dust. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. I totally forgot about that. That was one of the the many great memes to come out of his channel. That's another one that is like, guys, why do you keep making memes off my stuff? I don't like memes. Stop it. It's he's just so memeable, though. Yeah, and I I don't think he realized I don't. And I think that pisses him off very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, He hates Mm -hmm. reaction videos. Yeah. Uh, my yeah. friend Austin Putnam would have a, a field day with this because he does reaction videos all the time, especially when it comes to movie trailers. Mm-hmm. Like he did one on the he did one on mm-hmm. the he did one on the uh, the It Chapter Two trailer. Uh, he practically did all the Star Wars. No, actually, no, he didn't do the Star Wars. No, wait, no, he did Episode Seven. But no, yeah, he'll he'll do he'll do trailer oh, reactions yeah. to like um, pretty much anything that catches his eye. I told him, are you going to do a Sonic one? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, God, please do. No. <laughs> uh, let's see. He hates the Big Bang Theory. I think we all do. Yeah, well, that's the th- I've I've met some older people who unironically well, like that show. And I I don't know. There's just there's such a disconnect there. I can't well, understand no, it. The, the Big Bang Theory is catered to an older audience. Definitely people like my parents uh, who are like in their 50 who are yes. like in their 60s. Um, that is it's catered more to yeah. them because, I mean, they want to get enough. I mean, it I mean, it's like, oh, my God, these people are younger than us. And these are the type of things that they go through. It's definitely catered to them. It's not catered to us. I mean, we grew up in a in a, in a geek culture. And um, somebody once said, like, mm-hmm. this show is basically like blackface for nerds. You know that actually I I think you just kind of put my thoughts on that show into perspective because my dad in particular really enjoys the Big Bang Theory. He's a massive nerd who's in his 60s at this point. He's been a nerd his entire life, of course. But he hated when it was airing like maybe 15 years ago. He absolutely hated that 70s show because he was like this show is a lie. This is not what the 70s were like. So it's kind yeah. of the equal and opposite because that's because that that seventy huh. show is probably dedicated to like an older audience as well. So obviously, I mean, uh-huh. my parents liked it because they grew up in the seventies, so they appreciated it. But um, mm-hmm. some people, teach yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's yeah, see. He course, hates anime, which is going to piss off a lot of people that are listening to this right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm a. I mean, I, I would I mean... love to hear his uh, his uh, his thoughts on JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I think he would have a field day with that, but he hasn't watched it yet. You know, that that's that's the thing. That's the thing. I feel like, okay, lacking in personal experience myself, just from everything that I know secondhand or thirdhand about JoJo, I feel like JoJo is one of those things that he would probably actually end up liking because it seems like it is so counter to all of the norms that he dislikes he'll, he'll you know appreciate I mean? the art um he'll appreciate the art of it because mm-hmm. 
Araki is um, very cultured and does a lot. You know, he traveled to most of the places that JoJo parts take place in, especially Italy. Mm-hmm. I mean, so he'll 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 get an understanding yeah. of like, okay, I mean, he's definitely putting thought into his characters and all that. But I think just some of like the humor that's in it, or some of like the bizarreness, he's just gonna be like, oh my god, what the fuck are they doing with this show? That's that's fair. Let's that's see. Fair. Uh, he hates the minions from the Despicable Me series. Yeah, just for the sole purpose yeah. of the fact that they're so big and everybody's like, I was on vacation and I went to the store and there was minions everywhere. You looked. I mean, what is with these fucking minions? Why? Why do I mean, obviously, the catering to children. But my God, I mean, can they not? Can they can they do something, please? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he hates Shark Exorcist, which I never saw. Uh <laughs> not so I, don't, I don't know either. anything about that. That sounds fantastic, yeah. though. That, that no, sounds amazing. It's not Birdemic, so. Uh, the Amazing Bulk he hates, which is another movie I haven't seen. Yes. Uh, he hates... Oh. That one... Did, did you watch his, did you watch no, his review of that one? Because that one that one is actually an interesting... Uh, that, that, that one's an interesting case. If, yeah, if go it's ahead. okay, if I kind of tangent for a minute. So, okay... So most of the movies that he covers on the search for the worst, um, he he's extremely brutal with them. But at the same time, especially with the more independent ones, it seems like he's doing it from a genuine place of saying, like, come on, guys, you can do better as creators. He's not just doing it to, like, poop on the creators and what they've created. He's saying these are the things that are wrong. These are the things that you can improve as a creator. And with the incredible bulk, the thing that was really interesting about that is that the guy who directed that actually saw his video and took the criticism and like got in touch with him and basically said, you're right. I, I could have done much better with this movie. And that, that was really, really interesting to me that somebody, (laughs) somebody on the internet actually like having humility about having messed up about something. Well, to each his own. I mean, usually the advice that I would get Mm -hmm. from, uh, from a higher up is like, well, unless they've made a movie themselves, then you should always take their criticism. Mm -hmm. You should always take the value of their criticism with a grain of salt. Um, Oh, absolutely. I mean, if it was something that Alex said to me and I'm like, have you made a movie? I would probably be like, Okay, then I'm probably going to not value your opinion as much as I would want to, considering that you haven't done one yourself. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I appreciate it. But um, I mean, that's the type of mentality that I've lived with for most of my life. And I know people are like, well, you you know, you don't have to do this to, you know, to be advised to do that. So it's like and my friend Mike will always say, yeah, but if you want it, but if you want your opinion to be valued, then you better be able to know what you're talking about. Then, otherwise, I'm not gonna be- I'm not gonna I'm not gonna believe anything that you say, or I'm not gonna take your criticism with the way it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I don't know how much it helped him. I mean, we don't know what the amazing bulk guy mm-hmm. did afterwards. I don't remember, but no, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure to be honest. Uh, so let's see. Uh, he hates DeviantArt. Oh, yes. Just because it's just yes. like a bunch of Sonic pictures. Oh, like, man. whatever happened yeah. to, like, good art? That's like, it's like 10% art and the rest is just Sonic <laughs> crap. I mean, 
again, he's he's not wrong about that, about the percentages there. It's like a lot of these pictures suck. I was like, and I, I know he's an artist, so he definitely has his values definitely mm-hmm. highly valued with that. But um, I, I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. an artist. Mm-hmm. So anything anybody says about art, I immediately just say, OK, you're right, because I can't draw worth a crap. So I'll I'll, I'll take yeah. I'll take his review on that. It's like, OK, well. I'm not on DeviantArt, so you're right. <laughs> uh, he hates yeah. movie critics, and he hates audience, movie audiences. <laughs> he's like, oh, why one. do we have to limit? Why do we have to limit movie reviews to a number? Whatever happened to having discussion and like talking about things? Why do we have to limit it to a number? Uh, because that, and my response is, and I wanted to say this, to Alex, right away, because people are very simple. They don't like complex things. You do something simple, like give them a number, and that will tell them exactly whether or not they should watch it or not. And but if they, I mean, if they enjoy it, regardless, that's fine. But usually, a lot of times, these critics are right, and people don't usually generally like them, unless it's Star Wars Episode Eight. But uh, but that's an exception to the rule. So my my point to Alex is like, you can't expect people to have like very complex like thinking abilities. People are very simple. They just want to be entertained. They just want to enjoy things, and they'll go online and they'll look at like a, a like an average number, and they'll say, okay, good. That this is, is this is a green light. I'll go do it. Or if it's IMDb and they see a star and it's like seven point zero, like okay, at least I know I'm getting into something that the majority of other people online that rated this have said. I mean, you you can't you can't yeah, you can't expect yeah. everybody to be like on the same level as you. I mean, I've had to learn that the hard way. Mm-mm. Yeah, every everybody's different, and normalizing something to a scale like that, I think I think that was that was kind of his argument is that normalizing it like that or trying to standardize it removes all the nuance from it. But at the same time, like there has to be some sort of compromise. There has to be some sort of give and take because the average person is probably not going to watch a, you know, 20 plus minute review of something to determine whether or not they they should see it because people just want i mean if it was 60 seconds they'll do it but people are just like i i don't care i Mm -hmm. i don't care i just want to go see it Mm -hmm. and then go about my day Mm -hmm. like if i'm gonna go see a movie with my date and Mm -hmm. then we're gonna go back home and then we're gonna eat some dinner and that's that that's our that's our night that's our night and then we got to get ready for work in the morning so Mm -hmm. uh let's see Mm -hmm. he hates superhero movies Yeah, yeah, he's done multiple oh, videos. Oh yes, on like that, hasn't each, he? like for a for each year. But when he first started doing it in 2016, he was like, "God, there's like so many of them." And now, like superhero movies have just become like a two hour commercial for the next for the next Avengers movie. That's what he was saying about the MCU. As, <laughs> it's like it's like like there's right, no substance. Right. Like on the standalone, can this movie can this movie stand up to it? on this a standalone i mean do you have to even watch this movie to get to the timeline for avengers and some of them you don't have to but Mm -mm. yeah but that was uh something to um that was something to be uh said but i mean i i just think like there's like my opinion is there's just two there's like one that almost comes out every week now so there's like an oversaturation of them and apparently like the western genre this genre is going to end up dying pretty soon and then we're gonna, and then people are just gonna jump on the sci-fi uh, bandwagon because that's what's gonna be next, sci-fi and fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, <clears throat> I've seen people arguing that 
the uh, like superhero bubble is going to continue but i i genuinely believe that avengers endgame is like i think i think it's i think it's the the last stop no, for is. a lot of people and i think i think that's part of why um that i think that's part of why disney hasn't announced how many movies are on their upcoming slate or when they're coming out I think they're kind of waiting. I think one, they don't want to give spoilers for Endgame, but I think two, they're kind of waiting to see what the public attitude is. Well, I know for a fact that they're going to keep continuing Spider-Man because Spider-Man is going to be carrying this entire franchise now. So yeah, so they'll yeah, be making yeah. Spider-Man movies until Tom Holland gets old enough where he can't play him anymore. Oh yeah. Oh, All yeah. right, so let's see. Uh, he hates Fred, who doesn't hate Fred. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think even Fred yeah. hates Fred at this point. <laughs> I mean, Honestly. he enjoyed the first two movies for its entertainment value, but the third one, he was like, "Oh my god, you jumped the shock, guys." Uh, he hates yeah, Shane yeah. Dawson. Really, yes. I didn't know that. Let me pull it up so you can get an understanding of what he said. I can. Okay. Is this is this a uh, let's see thing? his Shane Dawson? Oh wait, he actually didn't do a video on. It. Oh wait a minute. Okay, so about three years ago, there was a moment where they stole like. There was a moment where he was watching something on Shane Dawson's channel. It wasn't from Shane Dawson, but he posted it on his channel. It was from some guy, and they pretty much like took like everything that uh, Alex said in one of his videos and said it verbatim. But they just didn't have the they just didn't yeah, they just oh, didn't have the really? sense of humor or the style that Alex had. So it just came off in a Shane Dawson type of way. And it's just like, um Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah, there's like they're stealing my jokes, guys. This is like Dane Cook with Louis C.K. They're stealing my jokes. Okay, I did not mm -hmm. I did not realize that. Uh let's see. He hates Tumblr. Uh, yeah, I mean, I feel, I feel like that's like a lover. Well, now thing, everybody hates you know? Tumblr because they're getting rid of all the porn on there. Oh, yeah, because what was it? Yeah. Apple's kicking yes. them off of the App Store. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But yeah. Twitter can say, you know, because double standards, I guess. Well, probably it's because they have like a, a deal with Twitter. Probably they got like some type of like money making deal with them. Yeah. I mean, when con when contracts are contracts, mm -hmm. I mean, it's all for money basically. So I mean, they'll that's like double standard. Mm -hmm. Who cares? We're making cash and you're not. Uh, he he hates 4chan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh which, yeah, uh, we'll probably yeah, yeah. which we're going to be talking about later in the season. Actually, that's actually the next episode we're doing is 4chan, which uh, we're which which you're which you, oh. I've also put you down for. <laughs> yeah, that oh, won't dear. be that won't that won't be till oh, next no. week. Um, let's see. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much all I can find. So, so mm -hmm. we got rid of through all the things he hates. Uh, definitely not as much as mysterious Mister <laughs> Enter, but it's it's there. Um, there's like all these other movie, there's like all these different things that he hates, but, um, you could definitely check mm -hmm. it out, uh, for yourselves guys. Uh, you guys have got like 2 million subscribers, 2 million subscribers. So, 
um, you'll be doing good for yourself. Just like if you like to watch movies and there's like things you hate about certain movies or if there's things you love about movies that he hates, you can always check it out. So um, for those yeah. of you that watched our Cool Cat Legends episode, you've already got an idea of the story. But uh, <laughs> here's something from uh, Alex's side. So when he did his review on Cool Cat, Daddy Derek put a copyright strike on it. Um, although he was da- Daddy Derek was a lot nicer to you, movie sucks because he wasn't as um, he wasn't as uh, mean in the review as Alex was. And I think to right. an, I think to a fault. I mean that's pro. I mean I think that's part of. I think Alex needs to take responsibility for that too. Um, because he is like, yeah, I enjoyed the review for your movie sucks, but not when it came to Alex. No. Um. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, so this led to a feud between Alex and Derek. Once the once the um, the 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 copyright was taken into effect, and then yeah, they exchanged emails mm-hmm. back and forth, and then it came to a point mm-hmm. where um, he was like, "I want you to do like a public apology about your review, and I want you to take it down." And he's like, "No, I'm like I'm a reviewer. I'm a critic." I was like, this is comfortable on the fair use. And then this debate, and of course, this debate's going to come up every time. Like, is Alex considered a critic? Is he considered a reviewer? Or is he considered a commentator? Or like a like a parody version? Because this mm-hmm. is something cool. Uh, this is uh, something Lord Cat brings up from Channel Awesome when it came to uh, Doug Walker and the Nostalgia Critic. Like, it's not, it's not a review. You're not doing a review. You're basically doing like a commentary, like MST3K. It's not considered... It's not considered a review in in like fair use eyes. So I mean, this can be something that can be um, brought up. But eventually, Alex got an email from a supposed lawyer, oh, and considering right. that Alex is very very intelligent on things, he was able to um, understand that uh, lawyers uh, do not use Yahoo email addresses when sending people them. <laughs> Uh, yes, 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 yes. Um, and so, yeah, his review is now actually back on uh, YouTube um, after getting told off by the mm-hmm. one reviewer. And he was able to, and everything seems to be okay for, for that for right now. But um, I'm going to try to see if I can find, like, some of the emails that we're exchanging back and forth just so that people get an idea. I know we talked about it with some of the Cool Cat stuff, but I think mm-hmm. uh, I think it's notable that we uh talk about exactly what daddy derek said in some of these emails because um oh no there was even some tweets too that were uh that were out there um but i'm gonna try to see if i can find the video again because some of these some of these um yeah because there's even like a fake apology that alex did it's like i'm sorry derek i'm sorry and he's like bullshit Oh yeah! Oh man, I forgot how how spicy that got. Like, uh, and he's like, uh, "Say, let me try to see." Hold on, I'm getting close to the video here. Um, all right, so let's just get to the emails now. Hey, boy, that's how Derek like that's how Cool Cat calls Alex boy. Um, I I've been receiving <laughs> a lot of extremely harassing emails in YouTube comments. Some have even been death threats, and several of them state that you have sent them to harass me which legally makes liable and a co-conspirator of these illegal actions. And YouTube hates harasses. 
My attorneys told me to forward every harassing and offensive comment to YouTube, which I've been doing, so he could build the case to have you completely shut down. I also see that you have copyright infringed numerous other films, and I know a lot of producers in Hollywood, so I'll be sharing with them on how to file a copyright claim against you and your YouTube channel. I'm advising that you better delete anything and everything. The reference to me and or Cool Cat and tell your hateful followers that they better never contact me again. By the way, these people were playing the same illegal games as you and I filed against as you and I filed against them and their channel is now deleted. Your second and third strike is about to come on you real quickly. I'll also make sure that the fourth and fifth hit you too. Derek Savage. CC YouTube Legal Division. Yeah. So here's uh, Alex's reply. Hi, Derek. I apologize on behalf of my fans. It's sad that some of them had to take it so far. I never asked them to harass you. I told them to be civil if they planned on sending you anything, which a large number of them have been. But it all comes from a place of passion. They love my video just as much as you love making the movie. Fair use laws indicate that nothing I've done with my search for the worst series is illegal. It would be very spiteful and hypocritical of you to attack only me directly when countless other channels such as Your Movie Sucks, who I know you're friendly with despite his review being just as negative, which as a result you haven't attacked Red Little Media, Screen Junkies, Cinema Sins, Watch Mojo. The list is nearly endless of much bigger and powerful YouTubers than I who use the same fair use laws. My YouTube channel is my life, my welfare. I've been building it for years, pouring blood, sweat, and tears into nearly every hour of every day. It means everything to me, which I'll say right now, I probably wouldn't put all of your heart and soul into something because if it all goes away, then if you don't have a backup plan, then you're pretty much scarred for life at that point. That's just, that's just mm-hmm. me. Yeah, uh, anyway, yeah. just like I'm sure cool cat means to you. I'm sorry if my review offended you in some way. That was not my intention. My entire persona is built around hyperbole and exaggeration. It was all in the name of good fun. I never would have taken this public if you had handled this with more care. It baffles me that it's taking you this long to contact me directly because this could have easily been talked out. But you've threatened my livelihood, my job, my everything with this strike. From my perspective, you are cruelly bullying me into submission purely because I may have said something mean about your movie, which is childish, manipulative, and low of you to try to teach children to be sensible, to respect each other. Please try to practice what you preach. I don't want this to keep escalating. I never wanted any of this to happen. I want to talk to you in a considerable, thoughtful manner. I will not make anything from your threatening email public as long as I get a response from you today. I sincerely want to talk this out with you. My persona might be called I hate everything, but believe it or not, I am a human with emotions underneath it all. Thank you for reading this. We could sort this out for both of our sakes. I am willing to come up with some sort of agreement to settle this. Alex, I-H-E. And so here's Derek's reply. Uh, Your words have no meaning, and that's because you're a liar. You stated in your email that you didn't want it to escalate to this level, but yet in your recent YouTube video at the 445 mark, you stated that you're going to milk this for everything you can. Then at 628, you stated that you're not going to shut up about it. So once again, your words have no meaning, and you are a liar. Last night, I filed harassment charges against you and your channel with YouTube's legal division, and today, my attorneys are having a Skype meeting with YouTube's lawyers about having you and your hate channel shut down. 
I am receiving a lot of extremely harassing emails and a couple of new death threats, and you are ignorant if you think this comes from passion. It's because you are continually instigating this hate, and several comments state that you have sent them to harass me, which legally makes you liable and the co-conspirator of these illegal actions, and I plan to file charges against you for this. Now that we have your IP address from your email, we'll be able to discover who you are and where you live. So please, be a man and submit your full legal name and address as this will save my legal team a few minutes of hunting you down. And yes, we will find you today. You better delete everything that mentions me in the Cool Cat character that you were going to make a very short video where you publicly apologize to me and Cool Cat and beg your hateful followers that they better never contact me again. And the video better be short, sweet, and damn sincere. If this doesn't happen today or tomorrow, I'm contacting the producers of the other films that you blasphemed and copyright infringed against, and you'll be receiving numerous legal complaints coming your way. Derek Savage. Oh, man, I I forgot how uh, <laughs> heated that got. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To to say to say the least, um, because, yeah, I definitely remember when that was happening. Like uh, I was like I said, that was that was about the time that I was really watching IHE a lot. And oh, man, that was just. That was one of my first exposures to uh, Daddy Derek, and I don't know. Let me, let's just say I felt like his last name was very <laughs> appropriate, if not uh, yeah, misguided. Yeah, there were several people worried that when we were doing the Legends episode that we were going to get copyright striked. But I was like, I don't think we will because we're just talking. We're not actually using the footage. But when it comes when it comes to this, I mean, yeah, yeah, look. Tommy was so was almost the same way when it came to the room. Anybody that did a review of the room, I mean, nostalgia critic went through that. Um, I mean, I know my friend Austin. Um, mm-hmm. He did a a riff a, a riff track style thing on the room, and then Tommy was so like did a copyright strike on his channel, and so it was like, oh my god, I almost lost mm-hmm. everything. Now I have to contact yeah. Tommy and basically tell him to get rid of the strike. So I'm like, ooh, this might be exciting, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, people that have like very passionate about their movies don't like it when uh, people say bad things about them. So they'll go to drastic measures to do it. And then they put themselves through this and then they put themselves mm-hmm. through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and Alex said something along the mm-hmm. lines of, look, if you're that sensitive about people being critical of your movies, you shouldn't even be making movies in the first place. I mean, I I don't entirely disagree. And of course, with that Derek either. will be like, "Well, fuck you! You've never made a movie in your life. I did it. You didn't." And he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, no, I enjoyed the movie. I actually told people to go watch it just for the experience." And of course, he's like, "I, I don't care." But it's all sorted yeah. out now. He's got his review back. Alex won. Derek lost, and. uh we don't even know what's going to happen next with the uh, cool cat. So, I mean, I mentioned that in like season four that we don't know, but we just have to be very, mm-hmm. very careful next time. All right. So when it comes to his YouTube, his feud with YouTube. Okay. So oh, yes. he did this yes, video yes. where he basically was taking the, my, the Kung Fu Panda ripoff DVDs. And he was basically destroying them in different in different ways. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. This caused mm-hmm. people to flag that video, and because of that, they took down his entire channel. And so he went on his secondary channel, mm-hmm. and I could definitely hear it in his voice. He was panicking. He there was like his anxiety was coming in. He was going through a loop. Like he was like you can tell he was trying to keep his composure. He was so scared. And I was like, I think this is like the first time we really got to see what Alex is really like when uh, he's like very very pressured. Because um, when he when he lost everything, yeah. he was like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what's going on. And there were like multiple other YouTubers that try to reach out to YouTube and um, say that, uh, what was it? Mm-hmm. I think he, I, I can't remember that. I, I think, I think Boogie got involved. I think Colossal got involved. I think Keem, mm-hmm. I think he, yeah, Keemstar got uh, involved. Keemstar. And then yeah. everybody was helping, trying to help him get his channel back. And then in 24 hours, he finally got it back. But, um, it was like he was trying yeah. to find out like what it was. And when he found out that it was the video that he posted, like this violated community guidelines, it was a joke. I was like, I was just doing this as a joke, which, yeah, again, right. I, I, I have to tell people this because if, if people seem to think if you're doing it as a joke, then it completely justifies everything that you're doing. It's something stand up comedians say all the time. It's people mm-hmm. what people on the Internet say all the time. And it's what people th- people think it's violating their free like their First Amendment rights and their freedom of speech. I have to uh, look. This is mm-hmm. YouTube. I I don't know. I, first of all, I don't know if this was their automated system or if YouTube just got, saw like the re- like the negative reaction that it was getting and from the flagging and they like they had to take it down because of it. But this was around a time when YouTube was like taking down multiple channels at once. So. They, they were just going through like a purge. Right, right. It's kind of like recently this year when they were going after people for um, uh, reusable content, like including our channel. But I eventually got back on. But um, the purge yes. for this one yeah. was immense. And I, I have to tell people this sometimes. It's like you can't always put all of your content on YouTube. You have to be able to be able to get on multiple platforms and be able to, it's like, okay, so if one platform goes down, you have many other platforms that you can focus on. And some people even went to Alex and said, well, why don't you get on Vimeo and why can't you like do other things? It's like, well, I tried, but then my channel got taken down from there too. So I don't know. It's like, I think that just goes to show that the internet just doesn't like you, Alex. I think they hate, I don't think they, uh, I think like these video hosting sites just don't like your humor or your, uh, your deal. And they only keep you around because, and I think, well, well YouTube right. keeps you around because you really haven't done anything wrong. But, um, but people are constantly, mm-hmm. constantly thinking like this is violating their freedom of speech. Like, no, YouTube is a private company. They're, that's not YouTube's not run by the government. Like, YouTube is a private company. They can do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. they want. And people are like, uh, well, are you comfortable with that? Are you comfortable with that idea? It's like, yes, because that's their freedom of speech to do that. Why? Either way, you're like if you want to, if you're saying that it's a violation of yours. So if we took that away from YouTube and we said YouTube, you can't do anything with your company, like you can't take down certain people because it's violating the freedom of speech. Then their freedom of speech gets violated because they can't mm-hmm. do with their company what they want to do. I mean, if they want to take content creators off, they'll do it. I mean, they. I mean, think. I mean, Facebook did that with mm-hmm. Alex Jones and a lot of other people. So I mean, Twitter did the same thing too. I mean, these are private companies that are in Silicon Valley that are going to be doing things to try to make sure that they're 
that their companies are staying afloat and they're trying to get the most money possible. And, you know, they're businesses and they're trying to make sure that everybody adheres to like a, a certain guidelines, even though a lot of times they'll even fuck up their own guidelines. And then they have to go back and say, yeah, we're redoing our guidelines now. So because of to to, to uh, resurface on it, I mean, they can do that all they want. I mean, you can't do anything about that. So to go on here and say, you know, this is violating all of my stuff. It doesn't. It's a private company. So you're you're this is uh, unless, of course, you have this as a public utility, which is what people often said is the solution, because it's basically like uh, it's basically like a public square now, like the Internet is basically like a public square. Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody's like saying because mostly people use it. Yeah. But the fact yeah. of the matter is um, they's like if you get it as a public utility, then like they could still be private companies. But I mean, they have to have like a certain public in there. But whether that gets like a majority of like a vote for in like a country, I mean, that's remains to be seen. But um, yeah, that's my two mm-hmm. cents on that. But uh, you know, I mean, he should be think. I mean, he got his channel back. I mean, I know he's like pretty mad about it. Still is, um, but I mean, hey, I mean, at least he had a lot of people helping him out, trying to help him out at least, because I, you know, that I mean, I would be pretty if I if I didn't know why a channel was getting taken down, if one of my channels got taken down, I would want to know why. I mean, when I got, I mean, I would. Yeah, yeah. No, I I would too, and and that is one thing that YouTube is really really terrible about yes. is transparency. Well, sometimes they'll even say that they shouldn't be transparent. Like I, I have my friend Mike will say, "Well, they don't need to tell you mm-hmm. anything." I mean that as like I mean that would be I mean it would be mm-hmm. nice, but they're a company. They don't need to tell you anything. They could just take you down with no explanation, and as long as as long as they don't say anything. I mean, mm-hmm. the, he even said it's like it's better to keep your mouth shut and not say anything than to open. It's like no wait no, no that's not the quote he's like it's better to it's better to keep your mouth shut and have people think you're stupid than to open your mouth and prove them right <laughs> yeah so he's that's, a, fair. I mean, that's fair. my friend mike he's a business guy so he's like yeah this is like a total business move i get it so mm-hmm. if they're gonna take you down they don't need to tell you and if you get mad at them what are the what are you gonna do mm-hmm. the, it's like that's why that's why he's always saying get on multiple yeah. platforms yeah. like i hate everything I mean, I know you're a YouTube guy, but hey, put your put some clips up on Twitter, like put some of your episodes on Facebook, like puts like middle like 10 second clips on Instagram or Snapchat or um, TikTok. I mean, there's all these other platforms or put them on Twitch. Everybody's going on Twitch now. Stream your stuff on Twitch. There's like so many other platforms you can do sticking to mm-hmm. one. I mean, what happens if that thing gets permanently taken down and you have nothing to go to? What are you going to do? You're going to have an anxiety and a panic attack like you did on your second channel. Yeah. And I know this is your bread and butter, right? This is everything Mm -hmm. that you're striving for. I mean, you got to be able to be able to handle a situation like that when it happens. And it can't, it's not going to be the, the, the last time I'm sure he's going to do something that's going to get YouTube's attention again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I I have no doubt about that. um, Yeah. But thankfully he was able to get it back and he, just ranted on youtube for a bit but if you want to see his rants there i mean you can get an insight into what he really feels and what the majority of like other content creators really feel um because he also doesn't like the fact that mm-hmm. uh the, the the youtube homepage when you first start out with your account it's mostly just tv shows and music videos 
And it's like, oh, so this is what YouTube has become now. It's become a money marketing machine, like a business. Whatever happened to art, arts and content creators? Again, going into this whole art thing. So. Right, right. Uh, and one last thing I wanted to talk about before we ended the uh, entire show. Um, he yeah, goes into okay. a little bit about his, uh, why he gets anxiety. Uh, why he has like high levels of anxiety. Um, so there was yes, a, mo- yeah. there was a few moments where people were actually stalking him. Uh, they were stalking him, his family, some of his friends. Uh, I think his girlfriend even too. And there was a moments where he just felt that he didn't um, didn't want to be involved in the in. He just didn't want. He just like completely shut down because he was getting all these anxiety attacks and. He was opening up a lot about it. He's like, you know, Mm -hmm. I strive for perfection. I always try to make sure that each video that I do is absolutely perfect, which I'll get to in a second. But, you know, it's a lot of these times when I'm trying to mentally prepare for this, like the anxiety will kick in. And, you know, oftentimes that also leads to a depression, which I don't know if he really like suffers from. I don't I can't remember if he actually said he does. But um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, I know like anxiety so. is a symptom of that because especially if you're like trying to compare yourself to other people. Um, but yeah, you know, he's just like, I know mm-hmm. that a lot of my fans like uh, are are anxious just like I am. And, you know, there's uh, like things we can relate to. And I just and I hope that you could understand sometimes when I when I'm like taking a hiatus and I'm not really able to make videos. That's what it stems from, the fact that I'm anxious. And people are like, well, just put up with it. And I was like, oh, my God, guys. You, it's like these critics of mine. They just don't understand what it's like. Um, but yeah. I'll put my two cents in here. I think also – I think his strive for perfection is ultimately what hurts him um, because if there's anything I've learned from you know my own progression journey and everything, it's that perfection actually shows your insecurities it shows that you're actually hiding behind a mask or in his case, a logo, which for many years he was never revealed his face until Encyclopedia Dramatica posted a picture of him. And then finally him and Colossal on their own Twitter accounts, like um, shared like their um, what they look like. And, you know, finally they did face reveals. Um, but coming through all that, yeah, you're yeah. hiding behind a logo you're constantly you're constantly striving because you're afraid that people are going to be um, critical of making a mistake or something, which I mean, I don't think you should. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's much better if you fuck it up and then you learn from it and then you can move on with it. But to ultimately strive to be to be that is not it's not necessarily good. I mean, I have a quote that I actually got today that I really enjoyed. And I think uh, I think people would appreciate this quote here. Um this is actually from a uh, yeah. hold on. This is a, from a woman named uh, Lara Casey. Uh, she says, "Done is better than perfect, and doing one thing well is better than doing a thousand mediocre things." Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, that's that's mm-hmm. fair. That's fair. I mean, I mean, I, I, I'll say, uh, I don't. I, I, when I do these legends episodes, like I'll just do them. And then I'll just see what how people react afterwards. It's all a matter of just like doing it without having to worry so much as like little 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 details here and there. When I get Pete, when I get criticism from fans, I'm like, okay, now I know not to do that anymore, or I'll try not to do that anymore in the in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, I know mm-hmm. he gets some of it too, but yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I it's it's hard for me to relate um, to when when other creators talk about you know spending like weeks or or months at a time working on stuff and not not bringing it to fruition uh, because I don't know I'm just I'm always like. I, I just want to I want to keep going not not like um, that I think that quantity is more important than quality but there there's a certain point where I gotta where I have to be like okay I think like this is as good as this is gonna get with where my skill level is right now and there's more that I want to learn and there's more that I want to do there's more that I want to produce so I want to move forward and do the next yes. thing it's important. Like if you if you focus way too much on like weeks and months, eventually people are going to be like, why did this take so long? Mm -hmm. I think it's more it's more it's better if you get comments from fans that, you know, been critical of some things you said than to have fans go, why did this take so long? Yes, yes. That's one thing I think Alex needs to learn. I think he'll hopefully get that as a message if he ever finds out about this. I don't know. He'll probably copyright strike this <laughs> just as a joke. No, as a joke. And then it'll be like, no. okay, I'm taking it away after yeah. like five minutes. It's like, I'm so, I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. It was a <laughs> joke. Well, you can appreciate that. Right. Deanie. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much everything that I have on the, um, um, Alex here for my hate everything. Uh, is there anything that I missed that we probably haven't gone over yet? Um, I don't. I don't think anything major. I think, you know, I, I I think we pretty much covered the bulk of it. Just that you know he has the two series, I hate everything, and the search for the worst, which is where he does the terrible movie reviews and. Uh, the only thing that I would add, which I, I pretty much said this earlier, so just reiterating, is that I feel like I, I get the sense that in his earlier material, he was trying to sort of push buttons to get attention um, in order to build up an initial subscriber base. But I, I, I genuinely feel like in the last couple of years, there's been more of a shift in both of his shows towards... Um, still brutally honest criticism, but criticism for the purpose of pointing out what's wrong so that it can be improved rather than simply tearing things down as he seemed to do more in the beginning. I, I guess I mean to say that I feel like his character is sort of mellowed out okay. over the last couple of years. I mean, I can I, I can agree with that because the, the further reviews I've seen, the more mellow he's gotten. Um, I will say this, though. He is very knowledgeable mm-hmm. and he is very energetic when it comes to doing these. I think the one thing that he lacks is or doesn't have a much of is empathy. I think that's where he's lacking a little bit. Yes, I think yeah. that's one of the also so? one of the things that, you know, kind of rubs me off the wrong way is like you know calling i mean not really understanding like mm-hmm. a fan's mentality in a sense because you know he's going to do whatever the hell he wants it's his channel but i don't think i i, I think because i know he doesn't like mm-hmm. taking requests from fans like stop sending me video requests i don't like i don't stop i don't like these um 
I, I don't think I, I think there's mm, comes yeah, into yeah. an understanding of like I think it's because he's like so anxious and like so needing to be perfect that he hasn't learned along the way that being being empathetic to certain things that you don't understand is what's eventually going to help you out because you'll understand your fans better. You'll understand probably what these, um, you know, or when the casual things go, like when it comes to superhero films or when it comes to, you know, what he, I mean, he has the, his entire series where he reads comments from people that don't agree with him when it comes to certain things he hates, like Sonic and Pokemon. And then he you know, like tells them why they're wrong or stuff like that. I think if he really right. understood right. what they were coming from, I think he would be better off. I, so one thing I think is going to ultimately make him better is if he grows his uh, his empathetic skills a little bit, uh, whether he does or not. That means to be seen. But, you know, I've learned that in order to be um, in order to be a great content creator, you need to have three things, empathy, energy and knowledge. If you're missing one of those, then you're not where you need to be. I mean, you can be empathetic to somebody and you could be energetic, but if you're like, if you don't have any knowledge of the situation and you're just like completely stupid, that's going to rub some people off. Mm -hmm. If you have the imp, if you mm -hmm. have the feelings and you have the knowledge, but you don't have any energy to make the videos, then screw that. And you know what I just talked about with the empathetic stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all mm -hmm. ties in together. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I can, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, so I can see where that's just me. That. Yeah. But. Anyway, we're going to end the show here, guys. This is uh, going to be s put up by the time. I mean, we recorded this a couple of days before Mother's Day. So uh, for anybody that's um, celebrating Mother's Day and wants to know more about I Hate Everything, here's your Mother's Day episode. Um, if you want to get it's like if you want to tell your mom, hey, watch this and you'll get an understanding. Then <laughs> there you go. It's like, hey, mom, do you want to watch? You want to watch Legends? Like, what are we talking about? It's like, oh, they're talking about some British guy that hates movies. Oh, that's right up my forte. Come on, let's watch it. <laughs> oh, if only we talked about Four Chan tonight, then that would have been more. That would have been more funny. And it's like, hey, you want to? Hey, mom, you oh, want to learn Lord. more about Four Chan? Oh, like, what's that? Is that that hacker that was on CNN? I was like, no, it's even worse. Like, oh my God. Happy yeah. Mother's Day, Mom. Ah. <laughs> okay. So guys, uh, we're doing 4chan oh, next yeah. week. Uh so we're gonna have like a new group of uh, co-hosts on for that. Uh but uh if Nippon, uh, I actually put you down for that too, because you said you wanted to talk about 4chan. So Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um <laughs> I mean I the 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 first two rules do dictate that we're not supposed to talk about it, but I guess I mean nobody's really paid attention to those rules no. for the past no you know no. eighteen years. Well, so we're gonna we're so, gonna do it. You know, we're uh, gonna do it. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Cinema Nippon <laughs> again, where you can find him on YouTube. You can find uh, his wife Kylie on YouTube as well. Yes. Um, they're gonna be doing some pretty cool things in the future. Um, some things that I recommended too. So, uh, if you like, if you like Japanese movies or if you like Japanese culture, which I know some of you do, I'm talking to you, Mooney. Um, then you can, uh, definitely check his stuff out. Um, and we'll definitely plug you again when it gets time for the 4chan episode. Dun, dun, dun. And until we see you all, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then oh, until yeah. we see you all uh, next week, uh, enjoy your Mother's Day. Enjoy your grandmother's day. And just enjoy being a mother. 
if you're a mother um for all of you out there and uh happy happy birthday to all moms because when you become that a mom it becomes your second your birthday, birthday right that's how it works yeah oh yeah, okay. father's happy just like ah, it's moms. father's day whatever i'll, I'll just watch my baseball <laughs> Oh, oh, that's my father in a nutshell. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Uh, we'll catch you all later. Uh, until then, arrivederci, everybody.